an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of (laughs) iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy speculation and advice. Now, along with the guys from Fanball.com, here's the host for Fantasy Football Weekly, Paul Charchian. I am Paul Charchian, and it is time for America's longest-running fantasy football show. It is Fantasy Football Weekly, an iHeartRadio production. Again, I'm Paul Charchian, Fanball.com. My co-host today, Brian Johnson and... Matt Harrison from Fanball.com. Hi, guys. I am Matt Harrison. Yes, you are. That makes me Brian Johnson. Yes. Did I? It's. It's. You said I am Paul Charchian twice. Oh, so so. Uh, just, I okay. mean, all right. Well, I thought we had to do it that the, way. Now the I am. You have to make it very clear who's talking. Uh, as regular listeners know, over the course of the show, we're going to break down every game fantasy style, and that means we put letter grades on every single meaningful player. Tell you if they're an A, B, C, or bench. Grade, I guess bench is not really a letter grade, but you get the idea. And um, we also give you our rationale for all of these picks, so you get to decide whether or not you're on board with how you know, with our assessment of how that player is going to do. Also, we will answer three tough questions. You get to play along, try to go three and zero. We'll give you nine players upon whom you can take a chance, and we'll jump into a time machine to identify the players that everybody else will be trying to pick up next week that you're already going to have because you picked them up this week. Pew, 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 time machine. I think we decided the time machine goes blammo. <laughs> you kind of like the pew pew better. I was more of a Star Wars laser I know, thing. I just think DeLorean every time we were talking time travel, but I, don't, I can't do a DeLorean, DeLorean noise. I don't know. Can't do vroom, that. vroom. <laughs> yeah, I, 1.21 gigawatts. 
I know it's pretty good. I know it's got hit 88. That's all I know. We're beginning with the Saints taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Brian, on the Saints side, the storyline here is Alvin Kamara. It appears he will not play. Um, it's you probably won't get a definitive ruling until Sunday morning. But you know, what do you think about this? Especially if it's Latavius Murray available on over half of waiver wires. Yeah, news got worse throughout the week. Thursday, this. Uh, you know, the injury popped up that uh, might keep Kamara out. He did not practice Friday, so it's not looking too good. Uh, let's assume he's not playing here, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think we I think have to probably assume, assume he's not, because if he is playing, people probably So, so if he was going to play, real quick, it was going to be a bad matchup, but it's Alvin Kamara. You're playing Alvin Kamara. Right. He was my RB9 yeah. and a tough matchup when I thought he was fully healthy, because we believe he injured himself in practice at the beginning of the week. Now... So Latavius Murray is not Alvin Kamara. I'm not <laughs> breaking <laughs> and, news. Yeah, and and really, it's a brutal matchup. Uh, Jacksonville has not allowed an opposing running back to top 100 combo yards this season until Christian McCaffrey. And I was prepared to say Alvin Kamara is almost Christian yeah, McCaffrey yeah, right, now. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Before the season, that'd be preposterous, but now it's reality. But yeah. so brutal matchup this season. Well, let's go uh, back. Uh, we can go back to 2014. Jacksonville has allowed one 100-yard rushing game at home since December of 2014, which is absolutely insane. That is nuts. And then speaking back to McCaffrey, he was the first running back to top 50 receiving yards against the Jaguars in their last 18 games. Unbelievable. And Latavius Murray is... He's not going to catch that much anyway. So... He gets so a C. He, C he gets the right. softest yeah. C of them all. If Kamara doesn't go, if Kamara yeah. goes, you got to roll the dice on him. But it's not looking good. So you're we'll, back. We'll, you're back to what Murray always is, which is just the hope of a goal line touchdown and little more. I mean, the good part is he knows how to take a handoff from Teddy Bridgewater specifically. That's <laughs> yeah, may, maybe the go. highest level point in this game. There is history there. That's for sure. All right. Yeah. Now let's go to the A land where Michael Thomas lives because Jacksonville likely to be without Jalen Ramsey for a third straight uh, game. I don't know. This thing's gone both I, ways, right? I don't. Well, the owner said he thought he'd play, and then Ramsey said, "I'm still in pain." I this. I I, I never listened to owners personally. I don't know. He he has not practiced, as far as we know. All right. So, if Ramsey plays, easy B, okay? Because it's Michael Thomas. He's matchup proof. Ramsey doesn't go. It's an A. Uh, they won't shadow Thomas with AJ Bouye, who is a very good corner as well. But uh, Bouye didn't even shadow DJ Moore last week, so I doubt they have him shadow Michael Thomas. Long story short, you're starting Thomas regardless. But whether Ramsey goes or not, Ted Ginn, Traquan Smith, both dart throws that I'm not endorsing. They're both on the bench. Mm-hmm. Jared Cook. Gets a starting grade with the C, just because this is one of the worst weeks for tight ends I can remember in the history of fantasy football. Uh, Jacksonville was looking like a decent matchup for opposing tight ends. Travis Kelsey had 88 yards. Delaney Walker, 64. Noah Fant scored a touchdown two weeks ago. Then Greg Olson drops a goose egg last week on only two targets. But uh, I don't know. I would still start Cook. Uh, he's in top 12 territory. Has been targeted six times in each of the last two games scored last week. He's a warm enough body at the position. Mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater, warm enough to uh, posted big numbers against Tampa Bay, but uh, the Bucks stop here with Jacksonville. The Jags have held three of five opposing quarterbacks who won or zero touchdown passes. It all depends on Jalen Ramsey here, too, for Bridgewater. If Ramsey doesn't go, he gets a C, kind of a take-a-chance-on-me type guy. If yeah. Ramsey plays, easy bend for Teddy. Speaking of which, time to give a posthumous peacock. I don't know. Where, where's my peacock sound? Brad, where's my peacock? So thank you. There we go. Uh, to Christian Peterson last week's show, nailing Teddy Bridgewater as his take a chance on me quarterback. He found Teddy's 
second ever game with more than two touchdowns. Unbelievable call by Christian Peterson. We give him the posthumous Peacock. Christian didn't die, but he's not on the show. Please feel free to continue. Rest in peace, Christian. That's it for the Saints. Over to the Jacksonville side, starting with Leonard Fournette. Can I give him a B here? Uh, ground totals for notable opposing backs against New Orleans have been alarming so far. Todd Gurley, 6 for 63. He did not score. Chris Carson, 15 carries for 53 yards on the ground. Then Zeke had 18 carries for only 35. He did manage to score, but um, there's no way you bench Leo, but you temper your expectations. The Saints have not allowed a top 12 performance to a running back yet, and their front seven is the healthiest it's been all season. So just a B for Fournette, mm-hmm. almost a C. Uh, DJ Chark, D.D. Westbrook, can even both a B because it all depends on who gets Marshawn Lattimore on the outside. These yeah, two kind of cycle Chark, in and out because Lattimore almost never plays a slot, and Westbrook runs, runs almost entirely out of the slot. So I he I does. They, they've both been funneling in and out, but Chark is the, the the safer play. And by the way, wasn't even drafted. And he's oh, no. wide receiver like no. three right now. He is. Uh, you so you think he's safer? See, I think he gets Lattimore because Chark's going to get Lattimore. I think way more because again, Lattimore doesn't go to the slot. It'll be PJ Williams in the slot. That's DD Westbrook. That's why I think Westbrook's actually safer, even though Chark's obviously been dramatically better to this point. They're going to move see him. It that way? Gonna, I don't know. They're going to move him. It's not going to be a hundred percent one guy in the slot. That's all I'm saying. They're going to go back and forth. So, I, if I had to pick one, I'm kind of with you where I think. Um, Lattimore is on Chark more than Westbrook, so okay. but I, I'm still giving both a B. But Lattimore stifled Mike Evans and Amari Cooper over the last two weeks. I know, he is that's back. The worry. Yeah, big time worry. And Gardner Minshew, well, I know we'll talk about more. Mm-hmm. Getting a B this week. Currently quarterback eleven in most formats, and apparently an even better fantasy football player. Have you heard about this? I have. How about that? <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about that more. Yeah. We'll just keep it to the matchup. Uh, Saints are middle of the pack in passing touchdowns allowed with eight, uh, but they have recently stifled Jameis Winston and Dak Prescott, holding both under 225 passing yards. That that said, New Orleans has allowed four rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks, and Minshew has games of seven carries for 42 yards and six for 56. Yeah, he's so got a little, he's a little fleet of He's foot. a dual threat, so he's a safe B. It's crazy to say, but Minshew, safe uh, B. Minshew's been uh, fantasy startable every week of the season so far. Uh, Matt, let's go to Dallas taking on the Jets. Last sure. week, Dallas screwed themselves over, I believe, by choosing a pass-heavy game against the Packers, a bad run defense. Now they get the Jets. Jets are another team you can run on. I wonder if they don't, you know, correct back towards a Zeke-heavy game plan here. What do you think? Well, if they are a middle-of-the-pack run defense that's still missing C.J. Mosley. Mm-hmm. Zeke has averaged over 90% of the running back snaps and touches over the last two weeks. I'm still giving him an A. I know people are a little bit bummed about his production in the last couple weeks, but I think he's going to be totally forgotten on Fanball, where he's 8,400 this week. I'd probably play him in the Fanball 5. Uh, Dak Prescott, I'm giving an A grade to. 17% of Dak's passes are traveling further than 20 yards downfield. That's the third highest rate in deep balls in the league. That's great. Uh, his passer rating on those deep balls, 116.7. Plus, he gets left tackle Tyron Smith back from an ankle injury this year. He's going to clean up against another bad defense, which he normally torches. Mm. Uh, Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup both getting A's. Both of these guys had 14 targets last week. And the outside corners are the weak spot for the Jets. Trumaine Johnson and Daryl Roberts have allowed 72% completion percentage, given up 384 yards and three scores so far this year. 
Randall Cobb's on the bench because slot corner Brian Poole is actually kind of good. Okay. He's only allowed 56 yards on the season, and Jason Witten's on the bench. He's not seeing enough targets and totally touchdown degraded. Uh, on the other side, there's one, uh, one maybe two-ish starting grades. Le'Veon Bell I'm giving an A grade to because maybe the Packers uncovered something last week as Aaron Jones racked up 182 total yards and four scores. Now, I'm not saying Bell's going to get that, but Saquon totaled 139 total yards against Dallas. Mm-hmm. Kamara had 89 in that weird Sunday nighter that was super low scoring a, a couple weeks ago. Dual threat backs have had some decent success against Dallas, and Le'Veon's one of those. And he gets Sam Darnold back in the lineup, and that only upticks, I think, his production a little bit more. For sure. Uh, Darnold's on the bench, though. His spleen is healed enough to allow him to play. It's too bad his line could still get him killed. <laughs> uh, the Jets are worst in the league in tackles for loss, sacks, and quarterback hit rate. The Cowboys have not allowed a passing score since week two, and only one quarterback has topped 240 yards against them this year. I am giving Jamison Crowder a tepid C grade, and Robbie Anderson's on the bench. Of course, in Darnold's only game this season, he copiously targeted slot receiver Crowder 17 times against Buffalo. 17 in the opener, right? Yep, and then uh, the only wide receiver to top 75 yards against the Cowboys this year was Michael Thomas working mostly from the slot. And then, of course, we liked Chris Herndon to come back this week, but then he got a hamstring injury working out on his own last Friday. So uh, thanks, Chris Herndon, for not coming back. Yeah, we waited this long for Herndon, and now you got to wait at least a couple more weeks. Yep. Eagles take on the Vikings in Minnesota. We'll start on the Eagles side where Jordan Howard has been an absolute Viking killer. He's one of two players to have topped 100 yards in Minnesota going all the way back to the 2016 season. That's Jacksonville-like. That is (laughs) Jacksonville-like. And with Chicago last year, he put up 109 yards and two scores in Minnesota in the season finale of last season. So he's a guy the Vikings have always struggled to handle, and here he comes into this game having scored five times in his last three games. He's seen far more snaps and carries than Miles Sanders over the last three games, and he gets a B grade here. Miles Sanders hits the bench. Trending the wrong way on both playing time, goal line usage, and fumbles. We're going to keep him on the bench for this game in a tougher matchup. As for the passing game, Carson Wentz gets a B. Vikings have allowed almost two touchdowns per game, which is double last year's rate when they only gave up 15 passing touchdowns on the entire season. Cornerback Xavier Rhodes, or as he now likes to be called, X. Xavier Rhodes as of this season, looking noticeably worse than previous seasons. Against a better Viking secondary last year when these teams met, Carson Wentz threw for 311 yards and two scores, and again, the secondary was playing better then, so I still like Carson Wentz in this matchup. Alshon Jeffrey could have a good game here. He's got 10 days off, so he should be at full health. He sort of hobbled through last week's game. Another sort of notable Viking killer from his days with the Bears. Yes. He used to go off. Off of the Vikings, that's <laughs> Especially right. here in Minnesota. Zach. Those places. Uh, he's averaging seven targets per game. He's scored twice. Um, Minnesota secondary, again, I think he's going to get I think he's going to get Xavier Rhodes in this one. And again, Rhodes just Rhodes usually gets the most physical guy the opponent gives you. And that's going to be Alshon Jeffrey. And I'm just not loving what I've seen out of Rhodes. So I've got to be great in Alshon Jeffrey in this one. Nelson Aguilar on the bench. Vikings have been very good against slot corners for years. And especially if Mackenzie Alexander returns, I'm particularly nervous about Aguilar. Slot receivers this year averaging 34 yards per game against the Vikings. And that leaves us with Zach Ertz, who gets a solid A grade. The Vikings have the fourth most tight end receptions, the 10th most yards. I think it's a focal point of this game. Let's go to the Viking side. 
Vikings offense uh, revolves around Dalvin Cook, who gets a B grade here. He's now run for at least 110 yards in four of his five starts, and he's averaging over 5.3 yards per carry in those four good starts that he's had, basically everything but the Chicago Bear game. On the flip side of it, though, the Eagles rank number two in yards per carry. They've yet to allow a back to top 44 rushing yards. Uh, This is a tough matchup at only 3.2 yards per carry allowed. It's kind of strength versus strength. Dalvin Cook versus Eagles. I'm going to give him a B grade for this one. Then we go to the passing game. With Kirk Cousins, I'm nervous about the Vikings offensive line holding back an excellent Eagles pass rush that ranks fourth best by pro football focus. All of Kirk's warts surface when he has to make quick decisions under pressure. But working in his favor is a really ratty Eagles secondary riddled with injury to key players like Donald uh, Ronald Darby, Avante Maddox. They're both 99% out. And Rodney McLeod, who looks like a game-time decision. Those would all be key losses there. Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen both have strong matchups with uh, with those guys out. And let's talk about them individually. By the way, C grade on Kirk Cousins, A grade on Thielen. Because prior to facing Luke Falk last week, the Eagles secondary was allowing the most yards per game to opposing wide receivers. And because Thielen works the slot, he would go up against Orlando Skandrick, who was on the streets two weeks ago. And I know Skandrick had a flashy game last week with a couple of sacks, and he scored a defensive touchdown. He did touchdown, score a touchdown, yeah. But... He's not a very good cover corner. So And Luke like Falk feeling. makes you look good. Yeah, well, there, there is that. Um, Stefan Diggs gets a B grade, working almost entirely on the outside. He's going to see competent cornerbacks, Rasul Douglas and Sidney Jones. But I think Diggs is still waiting for that give-me-the-ball game, and I think that could be coming here where they try to placate Diggs a little bit. Uh, he didn't get all the passes I'm sure you would have liked to have had last week. This might be the one where they try to feed him a few extra times. A B grade for him. So we have homecoming games for players when they go play in their hometown. Revenge games against old teams. Birthday games. Birthday games. games. Yeah. So the Eagles are returning to the site of where they won the Super Bowl a couple yeah. years ago. I want to see that? if there's any historical The champagne data. games? The champagne, champagne games. games. <laughs> I like that. Lombardi there games. Uh, everything Charge is available at Fanball.com by going to Fanball.com slash Charge. You get instant access to my free weekly rankings, my free $1,000 weekly contest, all of our podcasts, and it is your portal to guillotine leagues. Again, fanball.com slash charge. Coming up next, it's a segment we call Take a Chance on Me. Nine players you wouldn't normally start, but you can this week. You are listening to Fantasy Football Weekly. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Fantasy Football Weekly returns. This is a segment we call Take a Chance on Me. Nine players not normally in your lineups, many of whom are available on the waiver wire. It is our very special royalty-free version of Take a Chance on Me. The song, like, ruins my day. Like, every time I, I know, hear it. it hurts it, in it your sucks. heart, doesn't it? <laughs> it? What did we pay? How get, much did we pay for this song? It gets a bench grade for me. Yeah, it, a bench minus. Bench minus grade for the, for the Take a Chance. Is that an okay the minus grade? free version of Take a Chance on Me. We paid nothing for the song. You pay nothing. Thing for the advice, we begin at the quarterback position. Brian. Who day? I got Andy Dalton at Baltimore. Uh, I tried that last week. It didn't work out. It works when I... Hey, if I can make Marcus Mariota work a couple weeks ago, I can make Andy Dalton work at Baltimore. Dalton wasn't that bad, actually. Okay. Dalton's had, had a good season, actually, from a fantasy perspective. Four or five games, he's been fantasy it's startable. The, well, they're trailing before the national anthem even ends, yeah, so it's helps. positive game scripts for the Bengals, but that's why I like him here, but I also like him because already without their top two cornerbacks this week, Jimmy Smith, who's not going to play in Tavon Young, who was lost in the preseason. The Ravens just lost starting safety Tony Jefferson. Um, so <laughs> that's great news for Dalton, mm-hmm. who has nine passing touchdowns over his last three games against the Ravens, who were already one of six teams with an opponent passing percentage uh, north of 65%, which is top six in the league. So fire up Andy Dalton. Fire up the Red Rifle. All right, Matt. Fire up Firecrotch, whatever you want to say. <laughs> uh, oh, stop. Uh, Matt, <laughs> what's your take a chance to be quarterback? It's come to this. Baker Mayfield is no longer a guy that you can auto-start. And for good reason. His line has been awful. He's been inaccurate. But that changes this week. The Seahawks deploy one of the league's worst pass rushes. They're 26th in sack rate and worst in the NFL in QB hit rate. 
They also allowed Andy Dalton to throw for 418 yards and two touchdowns. I believe I called that one in week one's take a chance on me. Backups. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Backups Mason Rudolph and Teddy Bridgewater didn't put up huge yards, but each threw for two scores. Plus, Jared Goff nearly hung 400 on them last week. Baker Mayfield going to have a good day this week. All right, it's come to this. The Baker Mayfield is a take a chance on me quarterback. Yeah. Kyle Allen takes on the Buccaneers, a secondary that has completely collapsed over the past month. Four inconsistent passers have dominated the Buccaneers, averaging 375 yards. Yikes. Average 375 and two touchdowns per game. Norv Turner has asked Kyle Allen to be very efficient to this point. He's only thrown 26, 34, and 30 passes, but that changes here. Tampa seeing the most passing attempts in the league, 44 per game. So Kyle Allen's going to get some volume in there, too. He's actually inside my top 10 among quarterbacks this week. Let's go to the running back position. Brian, who's your take a chance at me, runner? Oh, Dion Lewis at Denver. I know I just kind of sighed in disgust there, but I think there's hope for Dion if there's any sort of PPR format uh, involved in your league. Uh, the Broncos are one of nine teams to yield at least 40 targets to opposing running backs. Uh, catch totals from opposing backfields over the last four games are 9, 8, 5, and 6. Derek Henry only has three targets over the last three weeks, so mm. Dion Lewis has reestablished himself as the pass catching down back in that offense. And Denver has also allowed the second most red zone, red zone touches to running backs this year. So if you are super desperate in PPR, Dion Lewis is your guy. All right. I've got Rashad Penny because Cleveland's run defense has had some problems of late. Last week, both Matt Breida and Tevin Coleman topped 95 yards on the ground. All in all, they gave up 245 on the ground to the San Fran backs. That's a team that is very committed to the run, and the Seahawks are similarly committed to the ground game. Seattle has the fifth most rushing attempts in the league. Uh, the Niners are the third, by the way. Mm-hmm. Plus, we're still on fumble watch for Chris Carter as he could see some major bench time with another drop. In week two, prior to Penny getting hurt, the split was 15 carries for Carson and 10 for Penny as Carson's fumbling issues were coming to light. Penny is healthier now than last week. I kind of like him here. All right. It's a, it's a speculative yep, move, a I would bit. say. You know what isn't a speculative move? My guy. And, oh, do I love my take a chance of me running oh, back. Do available, you? by the way, in 92% of leagues. Gus Edwards. He faces a Bengals team giving up 300 total, sorry, 200 total yards. (laughs) 300 makes it better. It would have been even better. (laughs) It's believable. 203 total yards per game to running backs and almost two touchdowns per game to opposing running backs. And it's not just the starters. And by the way, Mark Ingram's my number one ranked running back this week. The backups are getting paid as well. Jeff Wilson, Jalen Samuels, and Chase Edmonds have already faced the Bengals and averaged 68 total yards and over a touchdown per game between them. Gus Edwards might take a chance of me running back. Brian. Give me the your take a chance for me receiver for this week. Oh, I'm doubling down on Who Day Nation with Tyler Eifert uh, at the Ravens um, again. Starting safety Tony Jefferson done for the year with the MCL. Um, he will be he will be replaced by Chuck Clark, who has seen Ooh. just 30 targets over his short career. Okay. You made that name up. And in those 30 targets, Chuck Clark has allowed 21 catches for 219 yards and four touchdowns. Jeez, really? So that direct oh, uh, that man. benefits Tyler Eifert. That's insane. Directly, yes. Oh. And uh, before. Tony 
Tony Jefferson even went down. Baltimore had allowed the second most yards to tight ends over the last three weeks, and everyone was on Eifert last week against the Cardinals in right. DFS. Yeah. This is your chance to pounce on recency bias on fan ball. Yeah, because no roster Eifert. Yeah, no one's going to be on Eifert. Yeah. He's going to be super low owned and a great uh, a great player to help you win a tournament this weekend. So Tyler Eifert, let's go. All I've right. got yeah. Keyshawn Johnson of the Cardinals. Uh, he saw the field on ninety seven percent of the snaps last week, uh, which was boosted a little bit by the Christian Kirk injury. But it really mm. doesn't matter if mm-hmm. Kirk goes this week, as Johnson run, runs most of his routes as a boundary receiver. Guess who else ran their routes against the Falcons as an outside receiver last week? Well, it was Will Fuller who went for 14 <laughs> catches, 217, and three scores. And you know, he came, he got tackled at the one twice. <laughs> that would have been a five touchdown receiving game and would have given him the biggest scoring game in the history of fantasy football if he'd have gotten those two more yards. Mm. Well, and get this the week before. A.J. Brown scored twice in top 90 yards. Corey Davis, top 90 yeah. yards in score. Right. Prior to that, T.Y. Hilton had 65 in a score. And Nelson Aguilar went for 107 in a score. They can't cover the outside receivers. The only team that stopped them was the Vikings in a game where they threw 10 passes. Keyshawn Johnson. Yeah, the only team they've stopped is the Vikings. Keyshawn Johnson, I like it. In fact, I had planned to use Keyshawn Johnson for my take a chance Sniped. for me, but you got him in first. I am instead going with Kiki Cutie. I like that, too, though. Deshaun Watson is fantasy football's highest-scoring quarterback, so of course we're interested in anybody who might catch any of his passes. He's rounding into form from last year's ACL injury, and he's seen his snap counts rise dramatically over the last two weeks. And last week, he had a really nice 42-yard gain across the middle of the field, and and to my eyes, he looked 100% healthy. Kiki Cutie. He is startable in a strong matchup against Kansas City's slot cornerback Kendall Fuller, who has already allowed two scores in his coverage to this point of the season. Kiki Cutie. Let's work in one more matchup, Brian. You already gave us two Bengals that you like, but there's probably more. I'm guessing Tyler Boyd is a strong play in this one as well. Yeah, Tyler Boyd helps Andy Dalton's prospects definitely this week, uh, enjoying a nice season again because of the positive game scripts the Bengals are providing the uh, the passing game. Uh, Boyd runs nearly 70% of his routes from the slot, which sets up nicely against the Ravens, who have surrendered big box scores from the seams. Jarvis Landry, 8 for 167. Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald both topped 100 yards running out of the slot, and then Juju had seven for 75 and a touchdown recently, and Boyd has topped 70 yards in each of his last three games against Baltimore with mm. two total touchdowns during that span. I'm giving an A, actually. I like Tyler Boyd that much because right. uh, slot receivers kill in Baltimore. Uh, I'm not giving Auden Tate a starting grade, though. A.J. Green not going to make his return, by the way. Boundary receivers have struggled against Baltimore, even with the latest uh, injury to the secondary. I got Auden Tate on the bench this week. And Joe Mixon, I want to give him a B. He feels like he should be a B every week, but I know. the Bengals are just so bad. But I mean, he's only scored once in four meetings with Baltimore, by the way. But the really the Ravens aren't he's only that tough once on... all year. Well, yeah, <laughs> but in his history with Baltimore, just once in four meetings. But the Ravens aren't that tough on paper. Outside of the opener against Miami, they've allowed mm-hmm. at least one rushing touchdown to a running back in every game, and they've also yielded the fourth most red zone touches to the position. You're starting Mixon, but I'm going to temper my expectations just because that O line is so brutal and give him a C here. And that does it for the Baltimore side. Over to. Uh, 
I'm sorry, for the Cincy side. Now over to the Baltimore side. Uh, Mark Ingram, you said, was your number one uh, running back this week. I cannot argue that. He gets an easy A, probably an A, the fantasy Fonzie. Cincinnati Cincinnati allowing more than five yards per carry, and they've surrendered the most receiving yards to running backs. So Ingram in an obvious smash spot, and so is Gus Edwards, probably. Mm. Your take-a-chance-on-me-runner charge. He gets an easy starting grade, too, in this matchup. Marquise Brown was prepared to give him a pretty Solid B, but now he is doubtful to play. Yeah. News coming out on Friday. So I don't think we can expect him to go. I guess you could put Miles Boykin in his spot. Yeah, maybe. It, it was a boomer bust scenario for Brown. Um, since he has allowed the fifth most pass plays of 20 plus yards, but opposing wide receivers are only averaging 15 targets as a whole. I know. The which problem, is lowest just, in the league. Everybody just runs to victory yeah, against they funnel, the Bengals. They you funnel don't have to, to the pass. run. So, you know, I'm, I'm saying Boykin is on the bench. I would have given Brown a starting grade, and I was close to give Willie Sneed a starting grade, but they, uh, since he actually defends the scene pretty well. So. Basically, all the receivers on the bench if, if Brown doesn't play, which it looks like he will not. Uh, Mark Andrews not on the bench, though. He gets a B, has seen at least seven targets in every game. The Bengals are allowing a modest three catches, 43 yards per game to opposing tight ends, but it's such a wasteland. You're starting Mark Andrews. And you're definitely starting Lamar Jackson this yeah, week. No kidding. So, when these teams met last November, L. Jacks carried the ball 27 times for 119 yards. Uh, those days are over, I think, of the 27 yeah. carry game for him. But, Probably. He but, did some quarterback stuff, too, but. Yeah, yeah, except quarterback stuff like <laughs> passing. Yeah. Can you do quarterback stuff? Well, let's not forget pay extra for Kyler that. Murray ran the ball ten times for ninety-three and a touchdown last week. And yes, when it when it comes to passing the ball, since he's not good at defending that, they've surrendered multiple touchdown passes in three out of five games when teams don't even need to throw against them. So L Jacks probably gets a fantasy Fonzie too. A I think you just named our podcast. Every week poor Brianne has to come up with some pithy name for this week's edition of the podcast. I think quarterback stuff is going to end up being the the pithy name for this week's podcast. Uh, the signature daily fantasy contest of fanball.com is called the Fanball 5. Why 5, you might ask? Well, it costs $5. Oh, that makes sense. The salary cap is $55,000. Nice. And if you've got the highest scoring player at the five positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, defense, you hit the Fanball 5 jackpot of... Well, that's $2,000. It really ought to be five, but it's $2,000. The Fanball Five, five bucks to play with a $10,000 prize pool and the $2,000 Fanball Five bonus. $2,000 is divisible by five. It sure uh, there's is. There's that. Uh, go to fanball.com slash five to play the Fanball Five. Coming up next on Fantasy Football Weekly, we'll break down more matchups, including the early, early game on Sunday. Carolina taking on Tampa Bay. Is there any stopping Christian McCaffrey even against a great Tampa run defense will tell you when we come back. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. to Fantasy Football Weekly, an iHeartRadio production. I am Paul Chargy, and my co-hosts are Brian Johnson and Matt Harrison from Fanball.com. Uh, you can hear us over the air on many stations around the country, and this show is also a podcast available every Friday evening on all major podcasting platforms, including the number one destination for podcast, the iHeartRadio app. Early Sunday game, last week when we talked about the London game, we were like thankful that it's a regular time start. Well, we're not so lucky on this one. It is an 8.30 a.m. Central time start, 7.30, no, so that would be 9.30 Eastern, that's 6.30 a.m. Pacific. That's ridiculous. I don't know why they do that. Maybe we'll find out from our returning London oh, correspondent. It's, hello, Chachi. Uh, well, you might want to. People may remember you from last week. It's Colin McCockney. It's me, Colin McCockney. Let's have a good old chinwag. I've got a chocker block of great stats for you, Governor. You chuffed? I'm. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, I'm. I, do I want to be chuffed? Yeah. Christian McCaffrey gets the anorak. We're held to 53 total yards in the Chuffin' Week 2 meeting. Um, well, you'll have to uh, excuse me. My, yeah. my cockney's a little rough. Hey, Brian! Uh, uh, <laughs> it's 
been a while since I uh, spent that summer backpacking through Europe and fell for uh, what's my backstory again? Some uh, yeah. some co- cocky lass. We didn't call them cockneyed. Cockneyed lass. Cockneyed lass. Yeah. No, not she. My sister. Cockneyed lass. Man, yeah. that they need to. We didn't call them that, or at least I didn't call. Uh, what was her name? I forgot her name. She, she was yeah, well, Cheryl. The way, you, the way you go through them, yeah. yeah Carol. Totally. So, but I believe what uh, Colin said was uh, Christian McCaffrey was held to 53 total yards in the week two meeting. Kamara did Bob's your uncle 104 yards last week on 22 touches. But he did manage 104 total yards last week on 22 touches. Yeah, hey, Chargy. <laughs> yeah, Kyle Allen, your have a chance on me. Yes, we will take a chance on Kyle Allen. Ah, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel get the B's knees. The B's knees, you say? Wait, I know that one. I think you're yeah? giving them a B grade. Hey, <laughs> the bleeding pirates have allowed. I didn't even have to sleep with some cockneyed lass to find out that was the nah. case. Nah. Pirates have allowed over 300 meters to four straight teams. <laughs> that would be the Buccaneers have allowed over 300 yards, is yards. what we say, Colin. Yeah. Okay. Two four. Oh, yards. 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 Lord love a duck. Seven different wide receivers have topped 80 yards in the last four weeks. Know what I mean? Including Samuel, 91 in week two. <laughs> Brian, I actually do know what you mean. <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever spend a summer on a pirate ship? <laughs> no, not with bleeding pirates either. <laughs> Greg Olson, blimey, A grade. All right, Giza. As far as tight end matchups go, this is a good one. Sorted, mate. Yeah, as far as tight end matchups go, this is a good one. God, Don Bennett. <laughs> Olson had six for one ten in the previous meeting, and the Bucks have given up a tight end scour in it three straight weeks. A uh, scour would be a touchdown. So three straight <laughs> tight end touchdowns over the last three weeks. The Bucks have allowed. You say, come on. Mm. Uh, I. Or the Pirates. Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber on the bench. Lord love a duck. Jones had the most touches last week. Barber had the most snaps. Daria Gunbawale had the most routes run. Know what I mean? Yeah, I think everyone knows what you mean there. No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm unclear. Oh, Jones had the most touches okay. last week. Barber yeah. had the most snaps. Oh, and okay. Dare Ogunbowale had the most pass routes run. Ah, a lot of disparity between the backs there. Charged, yes, is what Colin is trying to say here. Oh, yeah, okay. Barber had two carpet eighty-two and one in the first meeting <laughs> and was scarred in the carpet over the last Rorf games. So if I had to pick one, it'd be Barber. Know what I mean? Rorf. <laughs> Rorf is a word. Uh, I think he's. Barber had 23 carries for 82 yards and a touchdown in the first meeting and has scored in three of the last four games. games. So if he had to pick one, it would be Barber, he says. Yeah, okay. Jameis Winston, clock start. Blimey, Winston is one of only two quarterbacks to top 200 yards against the Panthers this season. Yeah, Winston, one of two to top 200 yards against the Panthers this season. That's right. Jameis Winston is one of those guys. Since the beginning of 2017, Jameis has had 20 touchdown, 20 picks ratio in face and zone defenses. Enough said. Enough said there. Yeah, I think we got it. Mike Evans' clock start zero catches last week hasn't scoured touchdown against Carolina in Ching Strait. Uh, that meant uh, Mike Evans Ken had straight? zero catches last week and hasn't scored a touchdown against Carolina in five straight meetings. Ching five. And has topped 61, <laughs> 60, 61 yards only once 
during that same five-game stretch. Chris Godwin, a lot above the passer rating when targeted. Chris Godwin has pulled a blinder, 156.3. The passer rating of quarterback Jameis Winston when targeting wide receiver Chris Godwin is an almost perfect 156.3. Yeah, had 8-121 in the last meeting from the slot. That's Carolina weak spot, isn't it? It is. It is. I think I I I know what that was. Yeah, we got that one. All right. O.J. Howard bench. (laughs) We know that one, too. All too well. What about in fantasy baseball leagues? Cheerio. All right. Colin McCockney, everybody. Nicely done. Colin McCockney, thank you very much, our London correspondent, chiming in. It's uh, It's always good to hear from Colin. Houston takes on Kansas City. This is a this is a tricky one with a lot of moving parts. You're going to have to work with me on this, particularly on the Kansas City side, where we've got a, a, a number of variables here. First, for Patrick Mahomes, normally an A start. Get this, I, no A. I'm not giving him an A. Giving him a B. Giving him to B. The business. <laughs> Wait, did Colin come in and teach you how to speak <laughs> I think, Cockney? I think he did. Or Jamaican or something? <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> He's got the ankle injury. He's got the makeshift offensive line, likely missing starting tackle Eric Fisher and starting guard Andrew Wiley. And we don't know the status of Tyreek Hill. We believe Sammy Watkins is not going to play. There's a lot of moving parts here. So I've only got a B grade on Patrick Mahomes. This is one of the few times you may be able to put somebody else in your lineup ahead of him. So let's talk about some of the other elements of the passing game, including Tyreek Hill. If he's active... I was going to say, Watkins was listed as doubtful on Friday. Right, so I don't think he's going to go. Yeah, he's not going to go. It's not Um, Tyreek Hill, if he's active, I assume that means he'll play. And he'll probably play most of the snaps, I guess. Um, but maybe not all of them. So you're going to have to factor in that you know he probably doesn't play all of the snaps. He runs from all over the field, left, right, slot, and he, he if he runs from the slot, he will match up with Bradley Roby, uh, who used to be good at Denver. That was a long time ago. He's a middle-of-the-pack cornerback now, and it's Tyreek Hill, and you're probably going to start him. But I've got a B grade on him because of the re- potentially reduced snap count. What about the other receivers, you may ask? Well, assuming Watkins doesn't go, you could probably still start Demarcus Robinson and Mecole Hardman. Um, but if Tyreek Hill returns, it probably hurts those guys some too. And Robinson and Hardman will split time against Jonathan Joseph and Lonnie Johnson. Cornerbacks, they're both highly burnable. They rank 64th and 105th at the cornerback position by Pro Football Focus. I've got a C grade on both Robinson and Hardman. If Tyreek Hill doesn't go. You could probably bump them up to B's just because they'll get they will get more usage here. But I overall, I don't love either one, and I, I think the C grade's probably just about right. Then the running game has got a fair amount of 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 difficulty built into it as well because LaShawn McCoy only got the two touches last week. He had that highly reduced role. That's probably a chunk of why they ended up losing that game. I think they're going to try to use him a lot more this time around. And the Texans are giving up 145 total yards to opposing running backs, so there's still enough to go around. I know McCoy burned you last week, but I think you can get him back in your lineup this week. I've got a C grade on him, C grade on Damian Williams, who got all the work last week, but didn't do anything with it. He averages 2.6 yards per carry, and his season average is only 1.8 yards per carry for Damian Williams. Meanwhile, McCoy's season average is 5 yards a carry. So at at this point with Damian Williams, you're really down to him being a PPR running back. And fortunately, Houston has allowed the most running back receptions and the second most running back yards, so Damian Williams remains startable with a C grade. Last guy is Travis Kelsey. I've only got a a B grade on him as well. Kelsey faces a Houston defense that's given up just 30 yards to tight ends per game. 
and hasn't allowed a score. That's it. So it is a tough matchup for Kelsey. And again, all the questions on Mahomes with the ankle, the offensive line. Maybe Kelsey's going to have to stay back and block more. All of that together. And I don't. I'm I'm nervous about Kelsey to the point that I'm giving him a rare B. Houston side of the ball. I love both of the running backs in this game. Carlos Hyde should be poised for a very nice game in a revenge game, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Not much of a revenge game, but it's a revenge game. There's no way in the history of fantasy football uh, anyone has loved both running backs from the Houston Tex- Texans in the same game. But uh, no, I'm you're intrigued right. I, I, there might have been a Steve Slayton, um, Aaron, uh, Arian Foster, Foster game, maybe. maybe? I don't a know. A little crossover once. Yeah, maybe. I doubt uh, it, though. Kansas City is allowing the fifth most rushing attempts, the most rushing yards, and 5.3 yards per carry. I like Carlos Hyde. I like Duke Johnson. Johnson last week is coming up season highs in rushing attempts and rushing yards. And here's a great uh, stat that we've unearthed. He's outsnapped Carlos Hyde by 50% in the, lo- the two Houston losses. If you think Houston's going to lose to the Chiefs, Duke Johnson may be the better play. Then... We go to the passing game. Deshaun Watson is an obvious A, and the Chiefs have allowed a quarterback rushing touchdown in two of their last three games, and they've actually become pretty solid against the pass, but that's mostly because teams are running uh, through them so you don't have to pass. And unlike the Colts last week, the Texans' dismal offensive line, I don't know that they can just manhandle the Chiefs, so I think there will be more throwing than what we got last week. Deshaun Watson remains an A-level start. DeAndre Hopkins is an A start. He's going to see coverage from Bashad Breland, who's having a down year, but did you know, mention a his own against T.Y. Hilton last week, so there's that. Kansas City has held every opposing wide receiver except Kenny Galladay in check since week week one. So there's that, and I know Hopkins is way overdue for a big game. You've languished with him, but you still have to start him here, and I've got an A grade on him. And Will Fuller, I got I'm not just chasing last week's box score. An A grade here, too, as he goes up primarily against Charvarius Ward in coverage, and he's going to be shadowing Will Fuller. That's a huge speed advantage for Will Fuller. We saw what he can do last week. I don't think you want to leave him on the bench, and Kiki Cutie was my take-a-chance-on-me wide receiver from last segment. Final matchup of this segment is Tennessee taking on Denver. On the Tennessee side, you already told us you like Deion Lewis in this game. If you like Dan Lewis, I want to believe you're going to like Derrick Henry. Yeah, I, I like Derrick Henry. I love Derrick Henry in standard leagues. He gets the A. I'm going to just give him a B in PPR leagues. And that's okay. why I like Dion Lewis so much this week. But uh, back to Henry. Has at least 17 touches in every game. But uh, as I mentioned uh, earlier, just three total targets over the last three weeks. So the passing game work has sort of dried up. But Denver is giving up the seventh most rushing attempts, eighth most rushing yards, and third most rushing touchdowns per game to opposing running backs. They also mm-hmm. lost Bradley Chubb to a torn ACL recently. Mm-hmm. So... Derrick Henry, easy A in standard, B in uh, PPR, as I mentioned. Uh, Deion Lewis, as Charge mentioned, might take a chance on me running back. Uh, I'm not taking a chance on Corey Davis or A.J. Brown in the no. receiving game. Chris Harris, likely to shadow Corey Davis, so that's a no-brainer bench right there. And A.J. Brown has shown flashes of brilliance, but still not a full-time player yet. He has yet to no. see 70% of the snaps in a single game, so he's on the bench, and so is Adam Humphreys. We're not going to even go there. Delaney Walker is borderline benchable uh, lately. Uh, he hasn't played in more uh, than 50% of the snaps over the last two weeks, just 
two catches for 14 yards over the last two weeks as well. Mm-hmm. Very gross. Uh, against the tight ends, the Broncos appear tough on paper, but the quality of opponents is even grosser than that. <laughs> the only true tight end they've faced is Darren Waller, who had a nice game of seven catches and 70 yards in the opener. And outside of that, uh, the tight end production has been minimal because the opponents have been so bad. But here are the target totals for tight ends against Denver. Oakland tight ends, 10 targets. Chicago tight ends, 9. Green Bay, 6. Jacksonville, 8. So they are involved. Mm. Delaney gets a C in the tight end wasteland. Marcus Mariota has, is on the bench, though. Has one or zero touchdown passes in three of five games. Four of the five quarterbacks to face Denver finished well out of the top, outside of the top 20 in most formats. Aaron Rodgers, Phillip Rivers combined for one touchdown pass this year. Easy benching for Mariota. Over to the Denver side, not a, not a good week for the running backs here. No, Phillip not... Lindsay, yeah. Royce Freeman, uh, still in a timeshare inexplicably. I test will tell you Lindsay is a way better back, but he's still sure. only seen about 60% of the work. But uh, again, this is a brutal matchup. Marlon Mack rushed for 51 yards on 20 carries against Tennessee. Leonard Fournette had 66 on 15. Devontae Freeman only 28 yards on 12 carries. None of them scored. Don't expect much from your Denver backs this week. And Leonard Fournette, the Leonard Fournette game, as I recall, to get yes. to 64, he had to go from to like 69. 69-yard <laughs> yes. run to bring him back from yes. negative 5 yards. That is absolutely correct. Failed to mention that, which is just mind-blowing, really. Yes. Uh also mind-blowing has been Cortland Sutton, a top-12 PPR wide receiver so far this year, mm-hmm. taking a bigger leap than most expected in his second year. Um, should see a lot of Malcolm Brown in coverage who, as well, who basically sucks. Uh, since the start of last season, Malcolm Brown has allowed 10 touchdowns in his coverage, the second-most in football in that span. Um, Cortland Sutton, clearly the number-one wide receiver now. Manny Sanders is not. I'll still give Sanders the C. Played in just over 60% of the snaps last week. A little concerning, but... Slot receivers like Jarvis Landry and Muhammad Sanu have had good games against the Titans, so a C for Sanders, a C for Noah Fant. Titans have allowed a tight end touchdown in four or five games, and the one game they didn't allow a touchdown, Austin Hooper had nine catches for 130, and Joe Flacco, duh, is on the bench still. (laughs) Can't get wacko with Flacco. Coming up next, let's answer three tough questions. You can play along. Try to go a perfect 3-0 on Fantasy Football Weekly. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. 
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Fantasy Football Weekly. I'm Paul Charchian from Fanball.com. My panel of experts for this segment, Matt Harrison, Brian Johnson. Guys, it is time to get into the grinder with three tough questions. Actually, you know what? I thought they were tough questions when I wrote them, but, you know, upon retrospect, I don't know if they're that tough. We'll find out. Listeners, you better go 3-0. and and my panel of experts especially better go 3 and I'll tell you that much. I like their chances better. Todd Gurley owners are dealing with injury issues and bizarre usage patterns, yet his touchdowns have been enough to maintain his fantasy values. Should Gurley owners unload him, probably at a discount, or hold him? Brian Johnson. Well, despite having absolutely zero shares of Todd Gurley in any format, I guess I'm still allowed to say I was feeling good about him following last week's game when he played 93% of the snaps, saw 18 of the 19 running back touches. It seems like he might have been out of the woods for a minute. And then the midweek uh, injury news pops up with a thigh bruise that might keep him out of Sunday's game. I doubt that happens, but it just well, it reminds you he's, he's now doubtful. Now doubtful. He's now, okay, yeah, so yeah. I take that back. So yeah. here we go again with Todd Gurley. And so we all know the injury concerns, and, and really it's been the knee, but now it's the thigh, and who else knows what's coming down the pike. But um, I, what is coming down the pike for the Rams, specifically the Rams running backs, is the 24th hardest uh, schedule, uh, where 24th is bad and one is good. They are 24th. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, 24 is bad or good? Bad. It's okay. bad. They have early. a top so 10 have, schedule the rest of the way. Easiest or top 10 top hardest? Top 10 difficult. Hardest. Okay. Every right. team More in their top 10 one defenses. One of the 10 hardest defenses. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Got I, it. I could have phrased that better. All right. Every team in their division is bottom 11 in fantasy points per game allowed to running backs, meaning fewest amount. Very bad. And the best team of all? Might be San Francisco when it comes to running, uh, you know, stopping the run game. That's their opponent this week and in week week 16, where you might, well, you can't even trust Gurley's going to be healthy, but you might not even play him week 16 if he is because San Fran looks so legit in their front seven. So, long story short, sell at the slightest discount, slight, slightest, any discount really, sell Gurley. All right. I don't have much more to add to that, but. I don't think that you can sell him even at a slight discount. You got to sell him at a deep discount right now, especially with the injury news that's going on and his touch total that mm-hmm. has been weird and murky at best. So I'm probably going to hold because I don't like to sell at a crazy significant discount. And the touchdowns have frankly still been there when he's played. Gurley is getting 12 carries per game. 12. 
that's just not enough yeah. for anybody to have reliable production. Um, and that's a problem in and of itself. But and then get this: on twelve carries per game, he's already hurt, and it's not even the chronically arthritic knee mm-hmm. yet for Todd Gurley. In all probability, this is just the beginning of the injury issues. It's uh, it's something it might be I the beginning of the end with. of his career. Unfortunately, no, it actually it actually yeah. absolutely could be. Now those five touchdowns are masking a lot of risk with Gurley, and the guy you try to trade him to may look and go, "Oh, Todd Gurley, he's still top ten or whatever, sure. top fifteen in my league scoring system." We're gonna sell now. It's harder because he's gonna miss this. He's gonna miss this game in all probability. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to pay a steeper discount now than if you had a week ago. I'm gonna try ago, to put this in the it. gentlest way possible. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm not. Target the dumbest owner in your league. <laughs> <laughs> you know who he is. Well, it, you know what? There are owners who out there who are they are, they, they go by the stats. To name value. Yep. Right? Names and I stats. I want Todd yep. Gurley. The guy who won with Todd Gurley over mm-hmm. the past couple of years, who has an emotional attachment to Todd Gurley. Those are your targets Tough right there. We are selling low. Two. Let's try that. Tough one. question number two. Michael Gallup has played in two full games, averaging seven catches and 135 yards. Does his evolution help or hurt Amari Cooper? Matt. You know, Charch, this one did damage my Wernicke's area a little bit. God, not a shot to the Wernicke's. Yeah, and when that happens, you start going into long sentences that have no meaning. You add extra words or create new words, Zizzy Baluba, and your speech sounds (laughs) are all messed up. So, yeah, in games that uh, Gallup has played so far this year, Mm -hmm. Amari Cooper has 6-106-1, 4-44-1, That's a score in every game, and a 226-yarder in there. In the games he didn't play, Cooper had a 6-catch, 88-yard, and 2-score game. That's good, but 5-for-48. That's bad. That's his worst game of the year. Mm Mm-hmm. What's good for the offense is good for the offense. Michael Gallup's only freeing up Amari Cooper to be a better player. I think it's a great thing. It helps him a lot. All right. Brian. Yeah, I have the same stats for this season. I went back to last year, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, By the time uh, Dallas acquired Cooper, he had some monster games when Gallup didn't even do anything at all. Um, but as Matt said, when Gallup posts wide, rec- wide receiver one numbers this year, Cooper bests them, and he did that last year in the two games they played together with Gallup, managed to top at least 70 receiving yards. Uh, in Week 13, Gallup had 5 for 76. Cooper had 8 for 76. Week 16, Gallup had 3 for 53 and 1. That is the one game where Amari Cooper logged just four catches for 20 yards. So in the four of five games where um, Gallup has posted wide receiver one numbers, uh, Cooper still comes out on top, so it only helps uh, Cooper the evolution of Gallup, that is. You are correct. How about this? Does it help Zeke? Does it help or hurt Zeke to have both Gallup and Cooper performing at a high level? It absolutely helps. It's good for the offense. Is good for the offense. You are correct. Anything, anything. We we want as much total productivity from an offense as we can get, without a doubt. Tough question number three. What's the most common letter grade we'll be giving Gardner Minshew for the rest of this season? By the way, I think he's going to start the rest of the games this season. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Brian. All right. Right now, as I mentioned earlier in the show, he's a top 12 quarterback. That basically makes him an automatic B most weeks. Um, He looks legit. 
DJ Chark looks legit. Mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette is legit when he's healthy. And what else is legit is the schedule for Gardner Minshew moving forward. Let's look at week 7 through 12. He has Cincinnati, the Jets, Houston, Indy, by Tennessee. All of those teams have allowed eight or more passing touchdowns, except the Jets, who have had their bye, and is in the top half of t- passing touchdowns allowed in the league. Then, in weeks 13 to 16, when it really matters, he gets Tampa Bay, the Clippers of LA, just kidding, it's the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Falcons, who have allowed 41 passing touchdowns combined already this season. That's four straight A's in week 13, 14, 15, and 16 as of right now. And I'll give him an A against the Bengals and probably Indy, who has allowed 10 passing touchdowns. That's the majority of the games. I'm giving Gardner Mitchell an A answer yeah, the here. Most common, the I can't most common grade you're going to get is A. Yes. Okay. All right, Matt. Uh, I had slightly different answers, but yeah. uh, it it came up as A's as well. He had a majority of A grades in this. I had four A's, three B's, and two C's in my uh, in my matchup. So I, I'm with Brian. It's and an he, a he can run the ball. I've, we've neither of us mentioned that too. He's yeah. proven he can run the ball as well. So yeah, wow. I, he runs a bit for sure. Uh, I had one, two, three, four. I have five B grades and okay. three A's, only two C's. And so I uh, and here I thought I was being overly optimistic. I'm like. Man, Minshew mania has hit this half of the table. It really has. I thought I was the highest guy on Minshew, and that I was getting—I was crazy to be giving him all these A's. And and as it turns out, you guys are even 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 farther over the moon for him than I am. I love. Here's the best thing about quietly. The best thing about Gardner Minshew, he's been fantasy viable in every game this year. That's something very few quarterbacks can say that they've had no flop games. Minshew hasn't had any yet. He's got more fantasy points than Aaron Rodgers or Phillip Rivers or Matthew Stafford. I'm not even counting the buy-in there for Stafford. He's been on a per-start basis. He's outscoring those guys. 5B-grade games. B-grade is the most common grade for Gardner Minshew. Uh, He's a fantastic target right now, by the way. Go get him. Available and still in plenty of leagues, and even the ones he's not. You Go pick him up. And when you factor the quarterbacks who have fallen by the wayside, like, Consensus top ten guys this summer like Baker Mayfield, Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, Drew Brees that bumps <laughs> in a preseason even show up the rankings. I I jokingly mentioned Gardner Minshew just as like a, a silly name <laughs> of, of a guy on a roster. Yeah, and suddenly he's better than Baker Mayfield. Yeah, it's not close. Yeah. as a matter of fact. So did you hear? Speaking, yeah. Sorry, really quick. How he he dropped. Everyone in his dynasty league, he burnt it down and started from scratch. And he's like, so he just relied on the rookie draft and the free yeah. agent draft. He yeah. just dropped everyone, and he's currently in first place according to his in his, in his own <laughs> fantasy. Yes, league. In his own I fantasy think league. that's awesome. Uh, I mean, speaking, he's probably on his own team, I would imagine. Well, I'd hope so. Speaking of Baker Mayfield, Seattle takes on Cleveland. Matt, let's start uh, on the Seattle side. Um, you made some. You made a passing reference to uh, Rashad Penny earlier. You liked well, him. Well, he was my take a chance on me. That's guy. not passing. Well. I wasn't listening, really. I tune you out mostly. <laughs> That's true. So, what do you think about Chris Carson, then? Uh, I still gave Carson a B grade. With Penny returning last week, Carson still held the touch lead 28-8 to over Penny. And uh, Cleveland's defense has been porous against the run. They've allowed five yards per carry to opposing backs this year, so Carson's still a B. Russell Wilson gets an A. His passer rating when under pressure is a league high, 113.8. He is on fire right now. Tyler Lockett gets an A, too. He scored in three games this season, and the two he didn't. One was a stinker. The other was 10 for 79. So he's an A grade as well. He's Russell's favorite target. Mm-hmm. His second favorite target is probably Will Disley. In the last four weeks, Disley has four touchdowns and either topped 80 yards or scored in every game. 
and the Browns have allowed four touchdowns to tight ends this year. That's the second most in the NFL. Yeah, so Will great, Disley great start. gets an A grade. I'd start him over Travis Kelsey this week. That's crazy. It but, is. Uh, it, I mean, it happens sometimes. Yep. DK Metcalf, he's on the bench. It seems like he's very touchdown-dependent, scoring in two games this year. The problem is he's been held to four or fewer receptions in every game this year, including five total catches over the last three weeks. On the Browns' side, I'm giving Nick Chubb a B. No back has topped 69 yards against the Seahawks this year. Where are Nine you, Brian? Times. 60. Nine. I really can't do that. I'm sorry. Here's a very belated nice. There we go. Uh, however, both Alvin Kamara and David Johnson have had over 90 receiving yards. Chubb has had at least three receptions in four of five games this year. And if Mayfield continues to run for his life from this line, Chubb may see some bonus pass work. Uh, I got B grades on both Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. Outside that week two catch for Odell, where he turned a seven-yard slant into an 80-yard touchdown, Beckham owners have been super disappointed. And I just saw in one of my leagues, Beckham plus Carlos Hyde was traded for Allen Robinson alone. Jeez. It's come this far. Wow. Um, Odell is still top 10 in targets and 11th in air yards, so some positive regression is due. Go get him now. Go get him now. And Jarvis Landry, he's third in the league in yards after catch with 191. Somehow hasn't scored. He's had at least seven targets. He never targets. scores. That, that's the thing. That's the whole problem with Landry. Well, nobody, nobody's scoring on the Browns. Oh, but between true. the two of them, they have one touchdown. Uh, at least seven targets in four of five. And the, the noteworthy thing is Cooper Cup burned the Seahawks from the slot last week. Yeah, I did. Tyler Boyd and Juju each put up decent days against Seattle. And Mike, Michael Thomas scored from the slot. So I like Landry as a B. Every week, you can play the Crush Charge Championship for free at Fanball.com. When you assemble a better salary cap team than mine, you get a shot at this week's prize pool of $1,000. Again, it is free to play. More importantly, though, when you beat me, that's your ticket to our Week 17 Championship where you battle me for the $10,000 grand prize. Go to fanball.com slash charge. Again, free to play the Crush Charge Championship. Back in moments with more matchups, including Washington and Miami, two offenses that we normally just sort of gloss over, but suddenly there's starters all over the place when the two worst teams in football match up. We'll tell you who you dare play when we come back to Fantasy Football Weekly. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! 
and even checkouts not until four so because the american express platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants elevated experiences at live events and 4 p.m late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through amex travel that's the powerful backing of american express see how to elevate your experiences at americanexpresscom slash with amex terms apply this is holly fry from stuff you missed in history class the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Football Weekly returns, and we are back diving into the matchups. But first, did you know you can play Superflex Salary Cap at Fanball.com? If you love starting two quarterbacks, go to Fanball.com and play our Salary Cap Superflex DFS. Oh, Superflex is so fun. You get bonus money, and you can really make some cool lineups on there. The best. You can use four tight ends, too, if you want to get super, <laughs> super, well, Superflex. You, you, could, you could go with the two quarterbacks I'm going to give you in Washington, Miami. No. And then just bank. <laughs> you could start like their number one player at every other position. I like it. Uh, there's Go something on. to be said about that. Let's they it. both got starting uh, grades I'm beginning with Case Keenum. Dry heaving over here. Why? <laughs> Case Keenum. Now, first, give Bill Callahan credit. He got the right quarterback onto the field. Case Keenum is the least non-functional of the Washington quarterbacks. <laughs> That's so nice of He's, you to say. He actually posted three good fantasy games in his three full starts and finishes. His teams have averaged 21 points. That's not that bad. Miami is the easiest defense that the Redskins will face all year. Terry McLaurin and uh, Trey Quinn got positive matchups. Terry McLaurin. That's right. Positive matchup. Case Keenum, C grade. Let's go to the receivers I just mentioned, beginning with Terry McLaurin, who gets a B grade. Now, last week, he only put up a three-catch line, but it was just the third time in 22 games that Stephon Gilmore allowed more than 50 yards to a single player in coverage, which tells you again, reinforces McLaurin, is pretty darn good. He will see a lot of Dolphins cornerback Xavier Howard, who used to be really good, but he's taken a huge regression back last year to this season, and... He has allowed 11 catches and two touchdowns in his last two games alone and could struggle with Terry McLaurin's speed. McLaurin's quite a bit faster, so I like McLaurin here quite a bit. I mentioned Trey Quinn as a deep sleeper here. Now, I know he's been very quiet, but in Keenum's three starts, he averaged six targets. That's not bad. He goes up against Dolphins cornerback Eric Rowe in the slot. Rowe's allowed two touchdowns already and is allowing a passer rating of 134 in his coverage. So Trey Quinn, startable here. Even Two running backs are startable. I got five red. One, two, three. I got five Redskins. You can start. 
Adrian Peterson. Bill Callahan <laughs> says you know, he's basically telegraphed the whole game plan. We're going to run and establish the run. This is going to be more than the combined starters we recommend in every other week, but this week for I, I know. both of these teams. The Dolphins have given up a rushing score in eight straight games going back to last year, obviously. They've allowed the most total yards to running backs. They've allowed the most touchdowns to running backs. Now, Adrian hasn't been good. He hasn't topped three and a half yards the per carry. Dolphins have also played games. actual legitimate NFL teams in their prior couple of games. Look, I understand, but Peterson's <laughs> going to get enough work where I think he's absolutely startable. C grade on Adrian Peterson, C grade on Chris Thompson, who's got at least four catches in, in, in each of his five games this year. And now, oddly, Miami's allowed the second fewest running back receptions but has allowed four touchdowns to running backs through the air. So we're still going to give Chris Thompson a dart throw here, too. C-grade. Uh, uh, Paul Richardson is on uh, is on the bench because I can't quite go that far here. But you I, you know it wouldn't you, it wouldn't be the worst <laughs> thing in the world. But I can't get myself to put six Redskins in. Now I've got four starting Miami oh, Dolphins God. in this one. Kenyon Drake gets a B grade. Kenyon Drake is going to outscore a bunch of brand name running backs this week. That's just be like a weird Kalen Bellage game out oh, of nowhere. Bellage has been effectively benched. He was on the field for eight snaps last week, which is eight too many, by the way. The Redskins give up the third most rushing attempts, the ninth most rushing yards, the ninth most receptions to running backs, the ninth most receiving yards to running backs. And Kenyon Drake's getting all the work. He has seen his rushing yards and yards per carry rise in every game this year. He's also averaging five targets per game. Kenyon Drake is sitting on a really nice game. What letter grade you give him? B. Ugh. I'm I'm, I'm against all of this. If that made you (laughs) nauseous, wait until you hear the C grade I'm giving Josh Rosen, (laughs) who has thrown one touchdown on the season. (laughs) Church is like, hold my beer. (laughs) (laughs) The Redskins have allowed the most passing touchdowns, including three touchdowns in every game but one. Rosen's going to get to two in this game earning him a C grade. That means I got to like somebody he's going to throw the ball to. Uh, Preston. How about Preston Williams? He's got a juicy matchup against a reeling <laughs> Redskins secondary that's allowed nine touchdowns to receivers, second most. The Redskins have got exactly one solid cornerback, a guy named Quentin Dunbar. I am a little bit worried that Dunbar is going to be on Williams, which is what I would do if I ran the Redskins, but they might be dumb enough to put him on. Devontae Parker, who also gets a C grade. Parker is top 56 yards in three of four games, and he scored before last week's bye. He is a dart throw against a fading Josh Norman in this matchup. How about that? Nine starters between Washington and Miami, two teams that the best thing they could possibly do is lose this game. I think it's safe to say Norman is faded at this point, not even fading. How many times would you start a player in this game? Nine times. Really? Nine times. Huh. San Francisco takes on the L.A. Rams. Brian, the San Francisco offense, confounding in many ways. You've got to deal with a bunch of different running backs, a bunch of different receivers. What do you think about a tricky matchup with the Rams? Minus Aqib Tlaib, by the way, who's been ruled out of this one, and I think that opens things up a little bit for Jimmy Garoppolo. That might be addition by subtraction, the way Tlaib's been playing well, recently. Yeah, uh, over the last couple of weeks, yeah, although he was better early. Okay, we'll start with Jimmy G, but... Friday news came out that George Kittle is questionable now with a groin injury. So that obviously changes the prospects for Jimmy Garoppolo if Kittle sits. But let's assume Kittle does go. I'll give Jimmy G the C. He's averaging averaging under 30 pass attempts per game. He's been way more of a game manager, mainly because that 49ers defense is 
looking really good. Yeah. Um, but San Francisco is the underdog here, so the 49ers may need to pass more than usual. And over the last two weeks, that secondary has struggled big time for L.A. Both Jameis Winston and Russell Wilson threw for four touchdown passes each. So Jimmy G, pretty safe uh, C if Kittle's able to go. Uh, if Kittle goes, A. If he doesn't go, obvious bench. Uh, the Rams are allowing a very modest six catches for 50 yards to opposing tight ends. Uh, Kittle's history against L.A. is uh, way more than modest. He has gone off in three straight, uh, nine for 149 and one in his most recent 598 and one. The game before that, and four for 100. The game before that. So you're starting Kittle. That's a no-brainer. Uh, the the Ram uh, I'm sorry the the running backs for the 49ers though they're gonna be out without Joe Staley and another starting tackle yeah, in this one that's tricky so Matt Breida Tevin Coleman gonna give them both a C I want to give a stat about how good Breida is he's really so quick. good since oh. the start of 2017 there have been 43 running backs with at least 250 carries okay among those 43 running backs only seven have averaged more than five yards per carry. Rita ranks second among all those running backs at 5.22 yards per carry. Number one. Your boy Philip Lindsay, by the way. Oh, I love it. Brita no also hit Brita. Uh, the highest speed of any player in the NFL last week in that long run. It was 22 miles an hour. It's 24. 24 miles yeah. an hour. That's crazy, crazy fast. The whole bit on Brita. I think part of it, people just ha- didn't want to believe because he wasn't a brand name guy and he wasn't drafted in a high position. But just the eye test tells you he's awesome. He just has to stay healthy. Whenever healthy, Brita is unbelievable. And just remember, it rhymes with cheetah. Mm, For a reason. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what Steve Smith called himself when he came into the league? Sneeda. Half snake, half cheetah. (laughs) I I am not kidding. That is a Steve Smith fact. Factoid. Right there. Sneeda. Well, well, it's Sneets outside. That's right. Back to uh, back, back to, to the game. running backs. Back Thank to Brita and Coleman. Unfortunately for Brita, Tevin Coleman is healthy. Uh, Coleman uh, saw 16 touches on 32% of the snaps last week. Brita, 14 touches on 35% of the snaps. It's basically a timeshare mm-hmm. there. The Rams have yielded the ninth most carries to running backs, but just over four yards per clip. So just a C for uh, the running backs for San Fran this week. And all the 49er wide receivers are on the bench. You just, you just can't trust those guys. Over to the L.A. side, Todd Gurley can't be trusted this week. It's Seems like either no, doubtful. doubtful to play. Uh, wasn't going to be in a good spot if healthy. I've mentioned multiple times how good this 49ers defense is, especially against running backs. Uh, opposing running backs are averaging under 95 combo yards per game, and not one back has found pay dirt against the 49ers. So you'll start Malcolm Brown, but temper your expectations in this one because Agreed. it's going to be a long day for him. Probably not a long day for Cooper Cup, though. He gets an A. Looking like Adam Thielen last year. If he tops 100 yards, that's five straight games to start the season for Cooper Cup. Mm -hmm. Big-name slot receivers have done well against the 49ers. Tyler Boyd, Juju, Jarvis Landry, Chris Godwin all had good games. And according to Sports Info Solutions, 28 of Cooper's 41 catches this year have come in zone coverage, a scheme San Fran deploys more than 80% of the time. So things shaping up nicely for Cooper. Not been a nice season for Robert Woods. Going to give him a B here, sort of reluctantly. At least eight targets in four or five games, but that's fewer than 50 yards in three of the last four. He's been the quote-unquote beneficiary of Goff's struggles this year. Yeah, uh, Has not scored in three games against San Francisco, either as a member of the Rams. Uh, boundary receivers like John Ross and Deontay Johnson had good games, though, so a B for Woods. Brandon Cooks is in per- concussion protocol. I think he could play. They said yeah. he was trending toward yeah. playing. I'm hoping he doesn't for 
people that own him because then they have to decide to start him or not. I'm on this. I'm wavering towards benching him. Uh, he has uh, scored in just two of his last ten regular season games Oof. and has topped 75 yards only once during that 10 game span. Granted, one of those games he scored uh, in came against the 49ers in Week 17. Scored twice uh, actually, but San Fran is much better now. And don't forget, Cooper Cup was not playing in that game either. So. I can't fault you for for starting Cooks, but I'm not uh, advocating it. Uh, Gerald Everett, yeah, nice game pickup, last week. Pickup this week, Gerald Everett. I wouldn't chase that box score. The 49ers have allowed a league low 87 total yards to the tight end position this year. Yes, they've had their bye, but they defend the position really well. And I'm not starting Ger- Gerald Everett ever. Go grab Noah Fant. I like him way more. Really, all yeah, right. And Jared Goff. This is a home game. He's way better at home since the start of last season. Goff has a 25 to 6 touchdown to interception ratio at home, 14 to 13 on the road. So he gets a B here. Jameis Winston, Baker Mayfield, Mason Rudolph all struggled mightily, though, against the 49ers. But Andy Dalton had 311 yards and two touchdowns. So there is a beacon of hope for Goff here, hopefully. Our final topics are ahead. When we provide you with three guys we will believe we believe will be hot waiver wire pickups next week that you'll want to get this week. So everybody else next week is trying to get those guys and Blammo! Blammo. That's right. They're already on your team. Speculation is happening next on Fantasy Football Weekly. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, 
features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, an iHeartRadio production. Reminder, if you missed any of the player ratings we've been talking about for the better for over an hour now, hour and a half, whatever it's been. All my player rankings available for free at fanball.com slash charge. You can play against me for free for your share of a $1,000 prize pool while you're there in the Crush Charge Championship. Guys, this is a, a bit we like to call premature speculation. Maybe the most popular segment on the entire show Each of our hosts will provide a player who will be a hot waiver wire pickup next week that you're going to pick up this week. We begin with Brian Johnson. Who you got? I'm going to go with uh, Justice Hill, running back for the Ravens. And right now, Hill's kind of buried on the depth chart behind Mark Ingram, of course, and Gus Edwards. Yeah. Um, But the moral of the story is, right now, Mark Ingram obviously has a role, and so does Gus Edwards. Yeah. But the Ravens run the ball a ton. They are third in uh, rushing play uh, percentage as a team. And really, Hill passed the eye test. He looks like he has three-down potential. He's just getting treated like garbage, like all the rookie running backs this year, essentially. But all he needs is an injury to either Ingram or Edwards, yeah. and he becomes fantasy relevant. And again, he's a guy, if, if something were to happen to both of these guys, he, well, he, then he gets the mold yeah. of a bell cow back. Um, so if you have an empty spot, he's he could be a game changer. You're kind of rooting for injury, which you never want to do, but uh, if something were to happen to either of those backs, he'd be fantasy relevant in a second. In Dynasty or Keeper Leagues or Empire Leagues, I think Justice Hill is really interesting for 2020 and mm. beyond, and oh, yeah. uh, and this is you can buy you can get him for nothing right yep. now. Uh, Matt, who is your premature speculation guy? Uh, Devin Singletary is only owned in about two thirds of ESPN leagues right now. He That's he's right. missed a couple of weeks with an injury. He's on a bye this week, which mm-hmm. makes him even easier to pick up right, right now. A lot of people dropping him this uh, week. Frankly, all the bills that you can pick up right now, I'd pick him up because coming up out of the bye. Miami, Philly, Washington, Cleveland, Miami again, Denver, Dallas, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England. None of that's really tough down no, the line. New like England's no week stoppers. 16. Yeah. That's the toughest one. So you might not be playing Singletary in the, in the championship game, but he's got the ability to be a bell cow because Frank Gore is more likely to be playing bingo in November <laughs> than he is to be being a bell cow running back on the Bills. So uh, I, I like Devin Singletary a lot. I picked him up in a league this week. Devin Singletary's only been able to get, because he got knocked out in week two, he's only had 10 carries. He's averaging 17 yards a carry. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's really good. Frank Gore, you all know what Frank Gore is. He's just, you know, the three three yards in the cloud of dust. When the Bills want to get electrifying, they're going to use Devin Singletary. <laughs> Nobody's calling Frank Gore electric. No. By the way, Josh Allen is going to be a top seven quarterback the I rest agree. of the way. I agree. Is he, outside of Lamar Jackson... He could be the best quarterback coming out of that draft class with Baker and well, Darnold. For fan- well, and- for fantasy use, for sure, yeah. because of the running. That is possible. Uh, go check in the availability of Josh Allen as well uh, off the, for the you know the schedule. Again, just so easy. My take a chance on me quarterback. Premature speculation. My premature yeah. speculation quarterback <laughs> is Cam Newton. 
Who? Hmm. Cam Newton, you say? Well, you so, used the the other quarterback as your take a chance on me, guy. Well, that's yeah. I used Kyle <laughs> Allen. Well, I like Kyle, I like Kyle Allen better. And, and by the way, the, I the think, Panthers might too. <laughs> I think that I I'll discuss this in a minute. First, know this: they're in, they're in London this week, and then, like every London team, they're on bye. So then, coming out of the bye. At that point, Cam Newton's probably ready to come back. So now they're going to have a decision to make, right? And I, by the way, I'm a, I'm Team Kyle Allen and who I think is best. But given all of the equity, money, prestige that they've got into Cam Newton. Funny hats. Funny hats. Yep. Uh, ascots. They're going to have to put Cam back on the field, and they're going to have to give him another try so that Cam can lose the job healthy. (laughs) So when he comes back, he's going to play middle-of-the-pack defenses, San Francisco, Tennessee, Green Bay, maybe even above-average defenses. If he survives that, then the schedule gets really easy, including playoff runs against Atlanta, Seattle, Indy. Um you can wait a week. I don't think you have to pick up Cam Newton this week because he's going to be on bye next week. So you could wait a week if you want, but I think you're going to have the Panthers starter it sounds like sooner than later. that schedule is tough, and he's going to then lose the job again. That's so Kyle po- Allen might be the, pos- the premature speculation well, here. team's already got Kyle Allen. It's part of the catch. But Cam Newton's been dropped in almost all the leagues, yeah. right? Because he was bad and hurt. It's a bad combo. Mm-hmm. Let's go to uh, back to our last set of matchups, including Atlanta taking on Arizona. This is a uh, potential. You know, Matt Ryan has been actually very good for fantasy owners. We don't care that he leads the league in interceptions. He's been very good for fantasy owners. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about him. And on the other side, Kyle Murray's forthcoming Kyler Murray's forthcoming breakout game. But let's start with the uh, let's start with the Falcons and. Matt Do you Ryan. just want to read the whole matchup no, for I me, just, Charles? No, I just got my opinions. I, I, I want to get I in mean, there. Ahead uh, of time. It's a start everyone game uh, mm-hmm. across the board. Uh, we let's start with Matt Ryan. Uh, he gets an A grade, facing pressure on thirty eight percent of his dropbacks this year, but still. 300 or more yards in six straight games, and the Cardinals have allowed the sixth most passing yards and the second most passing touchdowns. Julio Jones gets an A. He was held under 50 yards last week. Julio bounces back after sub-50-yard games in his last three bounce-back games. Mm. 5-106-2, and 9-138-1, and 8-106-2. and two. Julio's going to bounce back in a major way. All right. Calvin Ridley and Mohamed Sanu are getting B grades. The cards are still missing both starting corners. Secondary receivers Danny Amendola and Auden Tate each scored. Both Panthers receivers scored against them this year, too. Austin Hooper gets a a and maybe like the he might be the top rated tight end this week. Uh, He's close to the top. I think I got him three. We've beaten it to death this year, but the cards are historically bad against the tight ends. They've allowed the most yards and touchdowns the position to. Uh, Devontae Freeman, I'm giving a B grade, and Ito Smith is getting a C grade. Um, it's got, it's become like a 50-50 timeshare. That's the problem. Freeman's getting a little bit more. It means both are startable against a Cardinals team that's allowed an average of 124 rushing yards and 37 passing yards to opposing backs over the last three weeks. So Freeman still be. On the other side, David Johnson is dealing with a back injury that popped up kind of late in the week uh, on the injury report. Although he did play through it, Cliff Kingsbury said that he did play through it last week, and that's probably why his snap percentage went down. Uh, he only had 69% of the snaps last week compared to Chase Edmonds, who had 37%. Um, 
So we saw the uptick in Edmonds last week, and DJ sat out Friday mm. from practice. If yeah. he doesn't go, Edmonds becomes a B grade in this game. Right now I have David as a B and Edmonds as a C. Ed, does Edmonds maybe become an A grade because he doesn't have to share that, time with anybody? That's probably closer to right. It, I it, think it it's, might be. It's a B to an A, so it yeah. might be an A. The Falcons have allowed the 11th most rushing yards on the season as well. You mentioned it, Charge. Kyler Murray gets an A grade yeah, here. Yeah, baby. This is the breakout game coming. Well, we've said that a couple times in the last few oh, weeks, well, unfortunately. This, well, this time I mean it. This well, time is the first time I've said it, and I mean it, baby. We haven't seen the ceiling yet for Murray, but the Falcons have allowed 10 touchdown passes in the last three weeks. So mm. it might be time. They're tied for last in the leagues in sacks with Miami, mm. and they've played one more game than Miami. <laughs> and even with a bad O-line that Kyler has, Murray should have more time than he ever has had before. So Kyler Murray gets the A grade. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald gets an A as well. Uh, Christian Kirk gets a B if he goes. He's still limited in practice with an ankle. It's a great spot, though, if Kirk plays. The Falcons gave up 377 yards to wide receivers just last week, which is why Keyshawn Johnson was my take a chance on me wide receiver and I gave him a B grade as well. Yeah, that's um uh, it, for Kyler Murray. I love the fact that Cliff Kingsbury is giving him designed runs. And that's, that's unlocked a lot of value from the last couple of weeks. He wasn't letting him run early on. Now we're getting designed runs. And watching back last week's game for Kyler Murray, just the the poise differential was gigantic. Um, the accuracy was very good, except the first series where I think the, the adrenaline was flowing. He, he, he sailed a couple of passes early, but after that, the passes looked effortless for Murray. Uh, this is this is the game. I wouldn't be surprised if this is two rushing touchdowns and one passing touchdown, or two passing and one rushing, and this has got massive upside for Kyler Murray. Yeah, Atlanta's the team you want to see as the opponent for any fantasy player moving forward. <laughs> Since they lost Keanu Neal again yeah. to a uh, torn uh, Achilles, I believe, or yep. ACL, they just keep getting lit up, and and because Atlanta can score points, which is favorable yes. to keep the game competitive and high scoring. But yeah, that defense is going to It's worth noting right. that Dan Quinn is their defensive coordinator and head coach right now. So they basically can't fire him during the season. <laughs> right. So that means we get Atlanta doing this junk for the rest of the year. It's great. It Pittsburgh takes on the Chargers. Uh, we begin with James Conner, who will be the focus of the Chargers defense because... Pittsburgh is unfortunately starting Devlin Hodges in, in, in quarterback. So. You know his nickname is Duck? Duck. I, you know why it's called <laughs> Duck? Probably because the offensive lineman would have to yell, Duck! <laughs> They've got... Um, Chargers are going to try to stop James Conner and make Duck Hodges beat them, <laughs> beat them, which is the obvious game plan, and that's why I've just got a B grade on Conner here. Now, there is a... Melvin Ingram is banged up, and Thomas Davis is banged up, but and they are giving up 4.9 yards per carry, so the chance... You know, Conner could still have a big game here, but I do believe they're going to play mostly to stop Conner. Conner hit the Chargers for two touchdowns last season, so I think he will be featured in this one, particularly with Jalen Samuel out. Then we go to the passing game. You know, uh, again... With Duck Hodges at the helm. God only knows what can end up happening here. I thought he was okay in relief last week. Get this. He didn't take a snap in practice <laughs> prior to getting thrown to the Wolves last week. He, he, the most he had done was work with a seven-man team. He wasn't even running with the second stringers in practice. And they threw him into the game, and he actually looked okay. But I don't we, think they had much of a choice but to put him in the game. No, that, well, they didn't have any choice. <laughs> but we got to believe this is materially going to harm the offense dramatically. And I've got just a nervous C grade on Juju Smith-Schuster here. That's generous, I think. Um, we have no idea if Hodges can 
can complete a deep pass, and and that's really been what's defined Juju's fantasy value for the most part. Juju lines in uh, up in the slot on almost 70% of his snaps where he'll face Desmond King, who's been awful and got trucked by Cortland Sutton last week. So maybe it's going to work out for Juju this week, and I do have a C grade on him, but massive amount of variance here depending on whether Devlin Hodges can actually play the position. Vance McDonald also gets a C because a lot of times you see inexperienced quarterbacks dump off to their tight end when they're in trouble, which is all the time. And uh, so that could that could help Vance McDonald's uh, stat line here. Two games ago, the Chargers gave up three tight end touchdowns in one game. And McDonald is the best tight end that they've seen all year. So Vance McDonald gets a, a, a C. Deontay Johnson is too far down the depth chart, and he's going to draw Casey Hayward. So he's dead to us. Now, let's go to the Chargers side. Very importantly, the Chargers just lost their center, Mike Pouncey. That hurts everybody. They were already without tackle Russell Okung. He's out. That means that Dan Freeney and Forrest Lamp both are going to play out of position in this game. I love Lamp. You love Lamp. Yeah. Do you like him playing out of position? Sure. Okay. I've got a B grade on Austin Eckler and a C grade on the rest of the Chargers because of all of the chaos on the offensive line. Let's start with Austin Eckler. Steelers have allowed the sixth most receptions per game to opposing running backs, and two backs have topped 50 receiving yards, although none have scored. Three of the four touchdowns the Steelers have allowed were to backup runners, so I still like Eckler here, and I like him over Gordon. Now, let's talk about Gordon, who just gets the C grade. He saw 46% of the snaps last week. Head coach Anthony Lynn says he's going to get more workload this week. Mm -hmm. I I think this could be 60%, 65% for Melvin Gordon back he faces a Steelers team that's seeing the second most rushing attempts but hasn't allowed any rusher to top 79 yards last week they held Mark Ingram to two yards per carry so I'm nervous about Melvin Gordon behind this makeshift offensive line then Philip Rivers after a horrific start to the season the Steelers secondaries come together over the last three weeks allowing just 203 yards per game and two total touchdowns Rivers best receiver Keenan Allen's got a tricky matchup which I'll talk about now and why he's just to see he's going to see Mike Hilton one of the better slot cornerbacks allowing just 30 yards per game that said Hilton is allowing 82 percent of his passes in coverage his coverage will be completed so that helps so maybe he can get just through PPR and repetition he can do something here Steelers have seen a lot of good slot receivers and they have not allowed a touchdown so just a C grade on Keenan Allen and Mike Williams always a shaky volume guy to begin with and if the if the Chargers get a big lead against Duck Hodges which is possible that would limit Mike Williams outlook here because he might not get much of any volume in that in that event so just a C grade on Williams and I thought about putting him on the bench our final matchup is Detroit taking on Green Bay Brian talk to us about the Lions Monday night game here uh, we'll start with carry on Johnson uh, getting an A Green Bay mm-hmm. allowing 5.3 yards per carry in the seventh most catches to running backs this year carry on saw Lions coming off a bye by the way which is always good news carry on saw yeah. 70% of Detroit's offensive snaps in their last game so he looks to be trending towards bell cow status yep. and the last four running backs to face Green Bay have produced at least 91 combo yards and at least one touchdown so hopefully Matt Patricia uses carry on correctly in this one Kenny Galladay going to get an A as well all you need to do is look at the opposing wide receiver box scores to feel good about Babytron's prospects Amari Cooper had 11 for 226 and 1 Michael Gallup in the same game 7 for 113 and 1 Allen Robinson topped 100 yards. Cortland Sutton, 5 for 87. Stephon Diggs and Alshon Jeffrey both scored against Green Bay. Easy A for Galladay. 
tempted to give Marvin Jones a B here, uh, even though he's pretty touchdown dependent. Although he is on pace for 70 plus catches and 1,000 yards this year, mm-hmm. which is pretty impressive. And he does have four touchdowns across his last three games against Green Bay. But I'm going to be uh, approaches with a little trepidation is give him a C in this one. I like uh, Galladay a whole lot more. Over to the tight end position, TJ Hawkinson. Still in concussion protocol. I know. I hope he goes. Hope he goes, too. Uh, his floor can hit you hard, though. Trust yeah. me, I know. Um, he's probably a low-end tight end one, if cleared, especially in this week's tight end wasteland. Teams targeting tight ends against the Packers are 22 of 27 for 182 wow. yards. And Green Bay will be without starting free safety Darnell Savage. Uh, for those reasons about me liking the pass catchers, is why Matt Stafford gets a B. Trubisky, Cousins, and Flacco were uh, shut down by Green Bay but that is totally understandable. Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott both tossed multiple touchdowns against the Pack over the last two weeks, and Stafford has thrown two or three touchdowns in nine straight games against really? the Packers. Wow, that is Jeez, correct. I didn't realize he was such a Packer killer. Me neither. Go uh, Stafford. Uh, they're just always behind in all these games, I take it. But uh might not be the case in this game. Uh, over to the Green Bay side, could be without their starting center. Corey Lisley, I believe his name is. That'll have mm-hmm. a direct impact on Aaron Jones. Just going to give him a B here, though. Uh, even though the, the Lions run defense has hasn't been as stout as last season post uh, the Snacks Harrison trade. Opposing running backs are averaging more than a touchdown per game on the ground and 70 yards through the air. Those are pretty good numbers for uh, running backs. And despite already having their bye, Detroit has yielded the fifth most red zone touches to opposing running backs. All you have to do is pray that Jamal Williams stays off the field for Aaron Jones on this one. I know, and Williams might come back for this one, which is a bummer. Uh, Who will not be returning is Devontae Adams. He will not play with the toe injury. Won't play until it is is fully healed, Green Bay is saying, and that is not this week. Geronimo Allison also questionable with a hamstring injury. He might not go. Let's assume he does. I'll give uh, – uh, I'm sorry, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is questionable with the, right. the hammy. Allison is fine. I'll give both a C. Other than talent. Yeah, other than talent. Wow. I'm not sure Darius Slay would shadow either of these guys, and someone has to pa- catch passes if Adams is out, so I'll just give uh, both a C. The Lions have yielded the most red zone targets to opposing wide receivers, but only three wide receivers have scored so far off those targets. Uh, Jimmy Graham, hate him, but didn't give him a C. Uh, <laughs> Detroit hasn't allowed an opposing tight end to score this season. Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz both had respectable games, but Graham is far from comparable to those those guys and Aaron Rodgers also questionable. He should go. Yeah, he'll go. No Devonte Adams hurts. No starting center. Patrick <laughs> Mahomes didn't throw a touchdown pass against the Lions, so I'll give Rodgers a C on name brand alone. But I would go with almost any of our take a chance on me quarterbacks. Over. No, I would too. I definitely start my guy Kyle Allen. I'll tell you that much. Uh, over the last eleven games, Aaron Rodgers averaging one touchdown pass per game in single quarterback twelve team leagues. Rodgers is droppable. droppable. Yeah, I'm seeing him getting dropped in leagues. Yep. Yeah. Uh, if you love the show, go to fanball.com slash charge for my free, free, free player rankings, my free $1,000 weekly contest, guillotine leagues, podcasts, and more. Many thanks to everybody who takes the time to rank and review the show on your podcasting platform of choice. We really appreciate the feedback. Talk to you next week for more Fantasy Football Weekly, everybody. Bye-bye. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 